Hello, hello, my friend, and welcome to the business of personal brand photography. Today, I decided to invite a former student of mine and an awesome, beautiful human, Mike Steyer, to come and have a chat with me. Mike is from Philly in America. He is a headshot and branding photographer for business people, and he also works a lot with like corporations and teams, as well as creatives and professionals. And I really wanted to invite Mike in to have a chat because I loved the way that he took on what he learned with me about personal branding, but didn't feel like he needed to go all in, which I absolutely love. What he did rather was he adapted and introduced an element of personal branding into his studio traditional headshots and he has managed to nearly 3x his results and his average sale as a result. Now we talked so many different things but Mike really is an excellent person to to talk to about SEO and so I really picked his brains about SEO and how to get ranked as on top of Google ad searches as well. So I'm so excited to bring this one to you today. So let's jump into it. Hey Mike, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yeah, well, I thought that you could add such a like valuable voice into this community because I, I've seen you go from strength to strength. And one particular area that I was really, really keen to sort of dig deep on you with is the fact that you are predominantly headshot photographer, right? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. And so since working together, you know, I know that you sort of came to me because you were interested in doing the personal branding, but tell me how you've kind of like adapted that and made it work for you inside of your headshot business. Yeah. You know, Paul, it's been so interesting because after completely redoing the website with the new copy, right. And adding a bit of a, a more of a, a personal slant to my copy, I'm still attracting people who need headshots. I'm still attracting corporate type people. I'm still attracting uh, slightly more straight-laced entrepreneurs, but I'm finding that I'm also attracting people who who have different needs. Uh, um, and what's happened is I've maintained this same headshot focus, but I'm noticing that my headshot clients are more open to personal branding type images within their studio headshot session. And that has really changed the game. Um, I've changed my business model as well um, and up to my pricing. So that's really helped. But I've noticed that I'm now adding on two, three, four, five branding type images on top of headshots. And overall, it's really just filled out my business, which is really cool. So let's reverse engineer this. And I just want to go back to before you and mm -hmm. I worked together then, I guess. So when we first started working together, you were strictly doing headshots, but you were also doing kind of corporate jobs as well, right? So I was doing in-studio headshots as well as on-location headshots for corporations, small businesses, et cetera. Um, I was also doing branding sessions, but really I just was winging the pricing every time and it really wasn't cohesive and it really wasn't selling. Yeah, right. And so then you've managed to, what I love about what you've done is that you've managed to not necessarily overhaul and change your entire business model, but you've adapted, right? Sort of. So what I did was I switched from a pre-sale package system to um, a pre-sale session fee plus a post-sale per image sale. Um, I also offer collections it's called the TNT model, and it's really, really, really changed my business. And it's opened a lot of opportunity for people to be open to photographing certain things they wouldn't have thought of before because they aren't committed, right? It's a very low barrier to entry, but they're aware that they're going to come in spending because they haven't purchased anything yet. 
Yeah, great stuff. Okay, so talk to me about this then from a potential client point of view. If I come to you and I want to have a headshot, how do you then go about introducing these other style of shots? Is that done before the photo shoot or is it done on the day? Oftentimes it's done before. Um, right now I like to have a phone call with each lead whenever possible. And I go over potential shots that we might get. So essentially we're creating an informal shot list before they've even committed to booking. And I think that's very confidence inspiring for these people. Um, they know what they're signing up for and they know that I'm a competent professional, et cetera. They know that I'm personable. Um, and I'm able to introduce them to different uses for photographs they might not have thought of. Uh, yeah. So I had somebody come in who needed headshots for her voice studio. She's a voice teacher. Uh, she also, I uh, was thinking about maybe getting back into acting at some point. Um, she also offered offers online yoga meditation Zoom groups that she's uh, now implementing. So she needed branding images for that. And we really thought through, how are you going to use these? Are you, these going to be on a landing page? Are these going to be on social media? What kind of acting photos do you need? You need a, a dramatic, you need a comedic, and you need a general everyday headshot. Something professional for her website and for her business cards. And just on a five-minute, ten-minute phone call, we've created a comprehensive photo shoot. And so she had an idea coming into the shoot of what she wanted to spend, and she did. I love this because I think that in the day of emails and automations, a lot of people are forgetting about the old, good old-fashioned phone call <laughs> where you can resolve so many yes. things rather than, you know, messaging back and forward. And I think those are the kind of questions and that sort of intuitive responses that you can't get when you're doing it over the, over the line, right? Like for me yeah. personally, I know with my sales processes, I'm exactly the same as you. As soon as I can get on the call with somebody, I'm trying to get onto that phone call as soon as that email's landed in my inbox so that I can make sure that A, they feel seen and heard and served. Mm -hmm. But also too, that I can do exactly what you're doing. So it's that kind of like, ask the right question, pitch the, pitch the right ideas, right? Yep. Absolutely. And, pitch the right ideas. That's exactly right. Yep. And all you've done there is you've already sold a collection of 10 or 12 photographs before you've even right. picked up the camera. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And you know, being able to create these photo shoots ahead of time is confidence inspiring for me. So I can go in and I can serve my clients better. Obviously, I had an idea going to most of my headshot sessions, what people needed. Uh, I have a comprehensive questionnaire that as soon as they book uh, or myself or my assistant uh, schedules them in acuity scheduling, they're sent a, a questionnaire. So I have a very specific idea, if I missed anything, of what they need. Um, and I can reference that as I'm going into the session and I can just let go and I can do what I do best, which is serve. And you know me, my personality is one of the biggest cells. So I don't want anything that will hinder my ability to connect with people. And having this planned out ahead of time is just so helpful. I think so too. I have a system, like I used to write lots of notes and things like that. Now I just basically, whenever I'm doing a booking, I actually write the notes into the calendar booking, right? And I get my mm -hmm. VA to do the same thing. So when the questionnaires come in, I get my VA to just copy and paste the answers to the questionnaire into my calendar so that in the morning when I'm, you know, brushing my teeth or having my breakfast or something like that, if I need to quick reference, particularly if I've got a lot of people in the day, I can just do a quick, a quick bounce. Oh, that's right. They're the notes. That's the shop list. Yep. I've already laid it out. Yep. I don't have to go back and reinvent the wheel. Right. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about what those shoot days look like for you, because I know when we first met, you were doing like 10, 15 minute shoots and you were getting a lot of people in back to back. Is that still the system that you're doing right now? 
It's not. So I now don't have packages that uh, include different amounts of time. The session fee covers an unlimited amount of time, where I like to say a custom amount of time. So it could be anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes through three hours. I'm noticing most people, uh, we, we photograph for 45 minutes to an hour and a half, two hours. Mm. Um, and it's really helpful that way to be able to just relax into a session and not feel like I have to turn people over quickly. I noticed that I was losing the personal touch um, and I was losing a lot of Google reviews. Like I can tell that my clients didn't feel connected. So I'm not stacking them anymore. I'm transitioning to being lower volume. Um, or really it'll be the same volume as I scale, but, uh, <laughs> I, love that. I love it. Yes. We, we love it. Um, <laughs> it, it's great. It's, it's, it's good financially as well. Yeah. <laughs> great stuff. So talk to me about this then, I guess, are you still doing a couple of shoots on the day then, or are you just going down to one shoot a day? Generally one shoot per day. Sometimes I'll squeeze in two. I'm not somebody who thrives on shooting all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer to shoot you know, maximum of three hours per day at my studio. I have the availability and I live 15 minutes from my studio. So it's no problem for me to just pop in and out. Uh, but if scheduling dictates the need to have two longer sessions in one day, that's fine. And of course, corporate photo shoots on location can take anywhere from four to 12 hours to accomplish depending on the need. So Great stuff. I'm going to come to those corporate shoots, but I just want to talk a little Uh bit about the results because when we first met, I have a fair idea of what your averages were, but you've definitely changed substantially as a result of the restructuring of your business, right? So can you give me just a quick overview of how this has changed in your business? Yeah, absolutely. So when I had my pre-sale package model, my average sale was about $500, $450. And now my average sale is about $1,200. And that happened within one month. Um, It's great. So my goal for this year is to maintain an average of $1,200 or to bump up to $1,500. And then next year, 2000, and we'll see if 2,500 can come and we'll go from there. I love that as well that you're, um, I mean, that was a radical change, nearly a 3X result. So that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Was that while we were working together or was that after? No, this was, this was a couple months ago. Yeah. Right. Finally, finally took the plunge. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and I just want to talk to you a little bit then again about, um, I think about integrating personal branding into your headshot session. So you are predominantly a studio, right? All, all in the studio. Are you doing yes. any outside stuff in with these clients around the block or anything like that? Or is it all still contained in the studio? You know, <laughs> I do have an outdoor area around my studio. I'll be honest, Paula, it's just not great. I love my cute office park that I'm in, but it it doesn't lend itself to great photographs. So at the present moment, I'm not really getting out too much with clients. I would love to, in the next year, move to another commercial space uh, where I have an outdoor area that I can photograph in. I would love to have much larger windows so I can incorporate more natural light, um, you know, get a bigger variety of images for people. But from what I can gather from you, you're doing probably about an hour and a half to two hour shoot average and getting a $1,200 average sale. Yep. In the studio. Without having to leave your studio? (laughs) No, I don't need to leave my studio. Actually, it's quite nice. Uh, I prefer to keep things inside my studio when I can. 
Right now, I don't have a great outdoor space to photograph people in. I wish I did. Um, I might be switching my studio space within the next year or so. So I'm kind of on the hunt. And I'm also looking to get a, a studio in Center City, Philadelphia again. So there will be lots of options there. But uh, for now, it's really just mostly in the studio. It's very efficient. Efficiency is what efficiency is what I like. Simple and efficient, and this is why yes. I really wanted to talk to you because I watch what you do, and I'm I'm so happy to see the place that you've landed in because not only have you been able to adapt kind of like personal branding into your business model, but you haven't let go of your core focus in the process. You didn't throw away one thing to start another. You found a way to integrate mm -hmm. it into your business and to help you to just make it better, make a better service for your clients, right? Yeah, absolutely. To offer something more comprehensive. I don't think headshots always covers everybody's need. I think that there is a need for something more, especially after 2020. It is more important than ever that we have solid visual branding than ever. I mean, even just even just a profile photo for Zoom. Think about all the Zoom meetings that are happening. I have a very, very large corporate account. In fact, it's my largest account. Um, their conference that I've been shooting for several years is now all virtual. So it's actually more important than ever that they have me come in and photograph their people. Um, it's just very necessary. And it's so funny because I used to go to that conference to photograph everybody's headshots. We do 120 to 150 headshots in one day. Um, and now I'm going to their various offices, design studios and other locations all along the East Coast. So <laughs> it's really it's really transitioned, interestingly, but everybody needs this. Everybody needs this. And we're all online all the time. Everybody's yeah. online. Yeah. And it's competitive now. It's more competitive I, than ever. I think that's the job of the photographer too, when people are coming to you is again, we're coming back to that whole sales conversation is to just educate people like that. Like, you know, by asking the questions, you know, where are the photos going and by understanding right. and, and being curious and exploring their world, but also having knowledge around these sorts of things, like being armed with the kind of ways that you can pitch different ideas to them. And it's just a, for me, I find that that conversation is a pitch and catch thing. Do you find the same thing? It's like, you go, Hey, do you need yep. this? And they might go, no, I don't need that. Do you need this? Oh my gosh. I never thought about that before. Yeah, well, yes. you know, these days and that's where you get to educate them and then you can do the same thing. I love that idea of, you know, educating people and as well, I love the idea that you've got this big corporate culture and company that you're working with to reference to smaller businesses that you're talking to. Yeah, I find that this large corporate client that I have actually references um, some branding ideas from smaller businesses as well. So they have a very sleek, polished brand. And they actually have me take some three-quarter shots while we're there as well. And these are actually used across their LinkedIn profiles um, for an, an alternate image to just a standard headshot. Yeah. It really goes both ways. And I love that. I love that corporations and big businesses are finally starting to catch on to the importance of solid visual branding beyond, say, stock photos. Yeah. And there's definitely, I agree with you that one's leaning into the other, like they're sort of small mm -hmm. businesses kind of want to look a bit more professional, but they still yes. want to look gritty and nitty nifty and on the ground. And the, yes. the big businesses yes. are kind of wanting to tear away that old school corporate culture vibe yep. and kind of get yep. a little bit more in tune and get more with the people. <laughs> so. Yep, absolutely. And I am here to help. <laughs> So let's talk about this whole corporate world then. Can you talk to me a little yeah. bit about how you sort of stepped into this space and how did you start finding yourself in a position to be able to pitch to these bigger companies? You know, I've been doing this since I was very young. I 
you know, open for business the day after I turned 15 with a contract in hand and payment received. So I've always been a professional photographer. I've never really been an amateur. Within a year, I started photographing headshots and I just kind of photographed anybody who would come to me. And I did have corporate referrals come in. So I would shoot some individuals. And by the time I was 18, I photographed Comcast Spotlight. Comcast is one of the biggest internet cable providers in the entire United States. Um, their spotlight division was for local advertisements. So, you know, a part of a very large company. And it really just snowballed from there. Uh, my SEO has been strong for a very, very long time. And that's been a really great source of these corporate contracts. And you would think like maybe because people are just going and doing a quick Google search that these wouldn't be high value shoots, but they really are anywhere I mean, I I just booked a, a session for, gosh, I think it was 13 people for $4,500 within the city. It's a midday shoot, like I can sleep in if I really, really wanted to. I mean, it's it's kind of the best, very simple. All the way up to this past year, I had an $11,000 corporate shoot um, and they found me on Google. So you never know. My largest account is worth $25,000, I think. Yeah. It's yeah, so it just snows balls. And so it's it's an interesting one because um similar to you, I've spent a little bit of time and effort sort of on SEO and I find that uh that brings me a lot of the corporate clients. It doesn't necessarily bring me the personal branding stuff. Um yeah. and it's definitely down to the keywords that I use, but I do find the same mm -hmm. sort of thing. I get the phone call from Marjorie in the marketing department who wants to get a mm -hmm. quote for X amount of thing, and she likes the vibe, she likes my thing, so she pushes mine to the top of the pile when it's put yep. in front of the boss who makes the final decision. And and then I find those jobs, particularly for me, are very easy to execute. I'm not having to go out into hot summer or anything like that. I'm going into office spaces that are air conditioned most of the time. And those are great because they pay well, they pay up front. There's no, there's no yes. ifing and budding yes. and all of the things around it. It's a clean transaction. I know what I'm getting. Yep. They know what they're getting. We deliver yep. it quickly. They don't linger around in my books deciding on things. It's just yep. a quick and easy yep. thing. Do you find the same? I do. <laughs> what I love about one of the things that I love about these corporate shoots is that I'm photographing a high volume of people at a high value for me and a very good deal for them, but I only have one contact. Mm -hmm. So I can photograph 30, 50, 100, 150 people, and I'm not in constant contact with everybody. And for me, that makes everything very, very efficient. Now, I'll be fully transparent with you, Paula. I have ADHD. I was just diagnosed. I just started treatment. That's been really helping, but I really can't handle the volume of emails that would come with being in contact with that many people all the time. And some people are able to do that in extremely high volume studios. And I love that. I even just brought on a VA. She's a gun. She's amazing. I love her, but I really do prefer having things clean cut, very simple. They give me a call because they found me. They want this off their to-do list. I give them a quote. We have a really nice exchange. We set up the date and time and that's it. I go in, I shoot, I deliver the images and that's it. Yeah. I love, like, I have to say, it's funny. I say to um, everybody inside my program all the time, like you don't see these jobs for me because I don't put them on Instagram, but they're <laughs> the ones that pay my mortgage. Do you know? <laughs> so right. Right. And, and we love when the mortgage gets paid to be yeah. honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, for me, it's a little bit more just because I really love the one-on-one connection. And I mm-hmm. especially love connecting with people who come in really unexcited and unenthusiastic about it. And I tell them, don't worry, my unofficial byline is a headshot experience that doesn't suck. And that always uh, breaks the ice a little bit and we get going and I really bring the energy and personality. And by the end, not only have they had a blast, not only are they being less defensive, but they take a look at these images and something in them shifts. And that might just be a tiny thing or that might be a big thing. I have seen some radical change in people from a 10 minute interaction. Some people might just want to get out the door. That's fine too. But mm-hmm. I, I just really, really love these shoots. I really do. And it's funny. I So it's interesting that you say like, you know, it all comes to you from like SEO and it's, you know, like the Google search or something like that. What I find too is the knock-on effect of getting in with certain businesses because there's, you know, I, I what's happened to me a lot is that someone's had a photo shoot with me when they worked for a different company. They moved to a, another company and yep. then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, yep. I think I yep. photographed you before. And they go, yeah, I was the one that told my boss about you and this is how you got the gig. And I'm like, wow. Yes. And that yes. was from that three minute experience. They were just one yes. of 50 people that walked through the room. Yes. That has happened to me. That exact scenario has happened and they become the one, one who has to source photographers And because I had that connection, there wasn't even a conversation about another photographer. It was, here's the photographer, I'll get a quote. And there was no negotiation. It was very clean cut. And I love that. I love those kind of relationships. And so this is the thing, I think, you know, you and I are both very kind of like extroverted in certain spaces. And then we have our introverted moments. I know we both share that in common. And I think that this is the power of kind of understanding where your personality type is. And if you can be switched on, I think it's really important to be switched on for people, but you've recognized, you know, I I don't mind doing a six or seven hour shoot day with one person. I can do it. It's not something I do a lot, but I, I don't mind it. But for, I know for a lot of photographers, it's not something that they'd be comfortable with, but so long as we find what works for our personality and what works that we can deliver to each and every single person, because you just yeah. don't know where it's going to end up to. You don't know where that relationship can end up and how many That's more right. hundreds of thousands of dollars you could make from that three minute interaction with that person. Yeah. Yep. And it does happen that way. And I'm seeing this with other photographers, especially in um, like government spaces and very, very tight knit communities, um, high end communities. They refer people and they will book somebody out for two weeks. And there is $20,000 in projected income from one referral source. It's crazy. So one more reason to deliver consistent quality service for people. Yeah. And I think also too, is to protect your own, again, coming back to that, protecting your own sense of um, safety. So your sense of self. So you've recognized that doing those sort of back-to-back busy multi-shoot days, it's just not the way that you want to deliver anymore. Obviously there's a time and a place when you go into corporates, but not having 10 people through, you know, coming through your studio, which I think for a lot of people, it can seem like a great business model, but it's exhausting to kind of like pick up and get going for each person. And like you said, at the start of the call, you were losing that personal touch, right? Absolutely. Now I will say it's, it's funny that we bring this up because I'm starting to shoot in New York city. So I have a, um, a studio space in Brooklyn. So jealous right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a two, two and a half hour train ride. Um, I, can catch the train 15 minutes. 
from my place and take it all the way up to New York. And uh, I'm looking at a fully outfitted personal branding natural light studio in Brooklyn, uh, right by the subway stop. And I've, you know, kind of taken a look at the numbers. That's going to be exhausting. In fact, I, I, from long COVID and just other health issues, I like, I can't travel up at five in the morning, do a photo shoot with five people and then go home. I'm not physically capable. So I'm going to have to come in the day before. I'm going to have to shoot the next day. I'm going to stay overnight and I'm going to leave the next day. Oh, so stay in the city for a night. Oh, I that- you know, <laughs> see a Broadway show. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> woe is me. Like, you know, Paula, this career, it's tough. It's it just, is. oh, it's grueling. <laughs> um, but, you know, either there will have to be times where I'm going to have to sacrifice that desire um, to, to make the money and to, and to live the dream. So I'm looking to bring in a minimum of $10,000 uh, per day in New York. And I want to yep. go up about once per month. Now I may have some larger corporate shoots in New York city that would be worth the money. You know, if I'm bringing in $7,500, $10,000, something like that, that's worth the physical toll that that will take. That'll take me out for a couple of days. Yeah. But, and look, and this is, you know, I, I, you know, cause I've, I've shared this with you many times. Like I structure my week so that I have similar things where I know that this week I'm making bank. So right now we do a full shoot week. So it's four days back to back and I collapse in a heap at the end of that week, but then I'm not picking up my camera for the other three, three weeks of the, the month, right. which allows me to work in different areas and different spaces in my mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Now, before that, I used to do one shoot day a week. And so I got mustered up all my energy for that one day. And similar to you, minimum price tag for the day. So I need to make sure that I'm going out and making bank for that. But that worked for me for a time. And then, you know, you have different seasons. So I'm so yep. glad to yep. hear that you're Absolutely. like really listening into your body and that you're making the business work for your own sanity your you know for your happiness that that makes my heart sing because I think it's really easy yeah. to look around and think that you need to hustle and grind on someone else's schedule <laughs> yes absolutely and I think it also can go the other way though I became a little bit too relaxed and I've had to take a look at that and say okay Mike Steyer <laughs> you need to get it into gear you need to hustle more so New York will require hustle I want to do at least one corporate shoot in the city per week, probably no more than one. Um, that's going to bring in income and it's going to help me bless and serve people. But, it, you know, I'm going to be tired. I need to take care of myself. It's going to require more planning. Yeah, that's okay. But, you know, and you, you'll you work your way up to it as well. That's the thing. So Absolutely. You know, yeah. And Absolutely. A few shows, <laughs> make it, make the swallowing oh. that pill a little bit easier to consume. <laughs> oh, I just have to, I don't even have to go to my studio and pack gear. Oh, my life is so hard. I just look at my laptop bag, make sure the batteries are charged and everything's there and just hop on a train. Life is so difficult. I miss the days, (laughs) I have to say, of not having to pack my car for the shoot. Now, I'm going to be very honest and say I don't often pack it, but I do help Jordan to unpack (laughs) it. And and I miss the days of having to, you know, of just being able to walk into my studio and everything was just there. It was all sitting there. It was exactly Mm -hmm. where I left it before. It was such Mm -hmm. a nice place to be in. Um, I'd like to now just move into some of the marketing aspects because we've touched on it a little bit. And one of the things that always I love, and you and I are both kind of like techie brains and we can geek out yes. against about this stuff. Yes. Um, but I want to try and simplify it and not overwhelm people who are listening in. But you did mention yep. it. So let's talk about it. 
you said SEO, Google traffic. This is these are the ways that you've predominantly built your business. Can you share me a little bit about how that looks for you? Absolutely. So Philadelphia is a really interesting market for headshots. Right now, it's more competitive than ever. But when I started building up my SEO strategy, it it took me two weeks to get to number one. It was very easy. Um, particularly when I switched my website to the good gallery platform. Now that's Rob Greer's platform and I'll, I'll touch on him a little bit later. Um, but having a very efficient website where the code is lean, where things are optimized and, and the things that Google is looking for are present has really helped me. So my strategy right now is currently, uh, surrounded by keywords. So we have long tail keywords. So long tail keywords are keywords that are related to your main keywords. For example, Philadelphia headshot photographer is a short tail keyword. And then a long tail keyword would be Chestnut Hill headshots. That's a neighborhood within Philadelphia. Or we might have um, bright headshots in Philly. That's going to be a very low volume keyword. But I'm going to be number one by writing one article, spending 10 minutes on that article. And there may be five people who Google that, but I may then convert five leads. Yeah, right. right. So yep. it's very, it's efficient in that way. Um, I'm obviously also targeting short tail keywords. So, you know, Philadelphia headshots, which I always rank between one and three. Um, I think I'm three right now. I need to get on it. I know. Um, <laughs> and are you putting that on, <laughs> is that on every page of your website then? Those big ones, like the, the main ones? Generally. So we yep. have to be careful not to keyword stuff. Google is highly aware when you just throw keywords all over your website to try and rank higher and they don't appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So I, I might have Philadelphia photographer thrown into my copy once on a page. It's more important that your content is relevant, that it's useful rather than full of lots of keywords that will, that will get you further. Yeah. And there's that, that sort of that conundrum. I mean, something that we've always done as a practice, um, you know, I sort of have always like used a blog as like a sharing thing. So, you know, just mm -hmm. updating regular shoots and putting them on the blog and always trying to make sure that it sort of, it, it makes sense in a sentence, but also in the meta description down the bottom, I'm always sort yes. of, you know, just, but not trying to repurpose the exact copy and paste the same thing, but you know, a personal brand shoot by Paula Brennan that happened in Sunshine Coast or in Sydney or something like yeah. that. And so I try yeah. to kind of make it sort of in a sentence. Is that is that sort of what you're talking about is sort of finding ways to sort of wrap it into different places in, in your website? Semantic keywords is basically fancy talk for relevant keywords or relevant terms. So my prep guide might not be littered with Philadelphia headshot photographer. Mike Steyer recommends X, Y, Z, but it may be when you do your hair and makeup, make sure that you take a final look before you leave. You don't want any mascara running across your face or something like that. Google knows that that's related to headshots and that makes you more credible to. So when you write a blog article, when you write uh, an article that's evergreen, right? If you're using keywords that are related to your larger, heavier duty keywords, you're really just pumping up your SEO strategy. So for me on Good Gallery, that looks like me creating copy for each individual image, which Google sees on this particular platform as its own page. It's like magic. So I can go through and I can talk about what happened at the photo shoot. I can talk about what gear I used. I can talk about where we photographed. 
and Google picks that up and loves it. And this is right, Paul. This is the secret sauce. So if you're listening, check out Good Gallery and you can have an attached WordPress blog too. It's incredible. Okay, so good gallery. I'm writing this down and I'll I'll link it in the show notes for anyone that's listening to. Maybe you could you can help us to find the links for that, Mike. But yep. is this a different way of showing your photos within your WordPress site? Is it a different gallery system? Is that what I'm trying to understand? So it's its own website platform and you can attach a blog to it hosted by WordPress. What's really cool is that these images that I've mentioned with individual captions or their own content, they're viewable just as a regular grid of images. You can also have a slider. It looks like one page. And when people navigate through that gallery, it looks like they're just scrolling through a gallery on the web page. But in fact, if you look up at um, the URL bar, you'll see that the URL is changing every time you click through an image. Google is actually seeing these images as their own page. And it's good gallery superpower. It's incredible. Oh, I'm so impressed. So you're you're actually writing articles on the photo as opposed to just writing like a meta description. Like correct. And people can view it. Now you can have it set that they have to click a button to view the caption. The way it's presented to Google is that it's still always viewable. So Google still loves that content, even though it, there may be a little bit more work for somebody on your website to see it right? It's so okay, cool. So it's buried it's underground. It's honestly the best. Bit. Yeah. Okay. Just a little bit, or you can have it just pop up automatically. And I believe that's what I have set right now. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. This is like, yeah, I, I can, I cannot honestly say like, I know that a lot of people go, oh my gosh, this sounds like a lot of work. However, you think about the amount of times that somebody's spending on social media marketing or, you know, writing blogs or doing other activities like going to networking meetings and stuff like that to try and make connections and do marketing when you could spend probably like what a weekend or a week kind of like going down the rabbit hole of doing this or give yourself a project of doing a couple of images Mm -hmm. on your website a week and buffing it out and literally getting the traffic essentially for free, right? Sure. But you want to know a secret? Okay. 250 quality words is enough. 250. Okay. I can do that. (laughs) If you do it well, 250 words is generally enough. So if you spend 15 minutes per day, you can generate copy for two images a day easily. And you can have a formula that you look at on your notes app on your computer and you go through and you write this copy and then you break from the formula just a little bit to make it a little bit more fluid, you know, and that's it. I want to take this one step further. Could I get chat GPT to do this for me? Potentially. (laughs) I can't answer to that, but it seems to be, it seems to be a good idea. Yeah, right. Oh, this is a yeah, game changer. Especially Isn't if it? like you and me, you've got a VA on hand and you mm-hmm. can get them to action a lot of the doing part of it and you just come up with the yep. copy. Oh, yep. this is amazing. Or or think about this. If you want to bring on an intern, a college intern from a writing program. Brilliant. Right? They're not at the point where you need to be paying them $500 per hour to be writing copy. They don't have the qualifications, but they can absolutely write copy. That sounds great. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And it's so easy. It's a remote job with flexible hours for a college student. They're going to be getting paid more than working somewhere else. Most likely everybody wins. 
It's so great. I also, I also think as well, if you were to be able to give it to them as a project where you could show them the results before and after, <clears throat> you know, they've got those tangible results. That's so mm -hmm. great. I, I always think when you're using students and things like to be able to give them an actual result for their work at yes. the end of the day, that's a great yes, thing for them absolutely. to go to an employer with. And they understand that from the ground level up. So it's almost like their project. This is where we're starting. And this is where the results have changed. And this is how we've re-ranked in Google searches and all of that kind of thing. This is amazing. Yep. It's so good. And for people who want to learn more, I highly recommend that they go check out Rob Greer. Rob Greer has a Facebook group called SEO is a bitch. I'm not <laughs> sure if you'll keep that. Um, it is an incredible free Facebook group where he answers questions about SEO. And you'll see that occasionally he markets uh, workshops that he does. These are virtual. In addition to Paula, this is going to be one of the best $1,000 you're going to spend in your business. I'm serious. Rob has over a thousand slides in his PowerPoint presentation. It is the most comprehensive in-depth SEO education you can get, period. He is the authority. There is nobody else. He is on the cutting edge. He has a team that stays up to date with the latest updates from Google. And he will put a lot of them out into the group for free. Yeah. So I mean, you could even have a masterclass just by going into this group, but I highly, highly, highly recommend if you're serious about increasing your revenue, if you're serious about making money and using SEO as a part of your marketing strategy, check it out. Really do. Yeah. And I think that this is great if people can go and sort of try before they buy in that sort of community, because I find mm -hmm. a lot of the time, particularly if you're going, going into outsourcing stuff, there's a lot of marketing companies that pitch me all the time. Your SEO could be improved. And I'm like, but you're not really giving me any tangible things. I don't, I don't understand mm -hmm. it myself. I've got really mm -hmm. basic knowledge of it. But when mm -hmm. you are pitching to me like that, it's very easy to get sold. It's very easy to go. Yeah, here we go. It's the same with like Facebook yeah. ads. It's very easy to throw money away. I love the idea of yeah. this because I think that, you know, if, if he's giving some, um, some action oriented stuff for free, you can try. And, you know, once you start to get results, then you can see if it fits for you too, because let's face it, yeah. SEO, this sort of stuff, it's probably not for a lot of creatives. They probably don't want to bury their head in, in this stuff like you and right. I would enjoy doing. Right. So yeah, I love this. I love that he's um, got that community. So that's fantastic. We'll yeah. pop a note and a link to the show notes in that as well. So I wanted to talk a tiny little bit about, you, you touched on it before, and I think that it's really interesting because you started out young in your business and you are still young comparatively to a lot of photographers that are going out there. Mm. Have you found that your age has been a hindrance or a help mm. in sort of starting out your own business? What's that been that journey for you? You know, it's a double-edged sword. I appreciate that I have 10 years of skin in the game. So I'm seasoned by now. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. And I'm not constantly trying to figure things out. Uh, I can wake up with a sense of confidence and purpose and just go. I will say it was a very rough learning process. Um, we have a lot better resources now to help photographers rise up a lot quicker. And starting when you're a teenager and relying on your parents for transportation and assistance, showing up, you know, already looking young, um, looking like I'm basically 13. And, you know, I get, I would get confused looks. People would ask like, so how long have you been doing this? That that was the question I would get up until about like two years ago. So yeah. how long have you been doing this? And they, I still get that that question occasionally, but people are, are a lot more receptive and um, they don't ask so much. Once I say, 
about 10 years, you know, they go, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and I, I kind of wanted to touch on this because I think that there's a lot of people who come into photography and I mean, after a year or two, they're still lacking in confidence, no matter what stage they come in. And I want to, I like, it, it doesn't go away that sort of feeling that you maybe enter into some situations where you don't know what you're doing, right? Like I'm seasoned, 23 years, you're 10 years. We've been at it for a while. And I still walk into some situations where I gulp. And I hold my breath and I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. you're always going to be leveling up in your business. And I think no matter where, what age you come to it at, there's always going to be insecurities. Like I always thought that you being as young as you were entering, that it would probably help you to maybe overcome some insecurities quicker than perhaps someone who's maybe coming into it at their 40s, right? But I, mm -hmm. I did, did, do you feel like that or did you feel like that when you were young or did you feel invincible is what I want to say? <laughs> Um, I felt very daring. So technically, and this pains me, Paula, by one year, I am a member of Gen Z. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't have the middle part. Don't worry. Uh, the later millennials and the earlier Gen Zs, we are just very audacious we are go-getters and we don't let people tell us we can't do something. It really fuels us. We just don't believe it. Mm. So being so young at this period of time has been perhaps the most beneficial scenario possible. I've had access to everything I need to thrive and grow. Um, but I also yeah, have creative line. You, Paul, I learned how to be a photographer off of YouTube. I'm not kidding. I did not go to school for photography. I went to school for musical theater mm. and I had a, I had parallel careers for many years. I started working professionally when I was 16. I would, I worked out in a, a city called Lancaster, Pennsylvania um, at a very large regional theater. I would um, do photo shoots in Chestnut Hill an hour and a half away on a Sunday morning and hightail it back. Yeah, And I would make it within one minute for call time. Like yep. I had the energy and I had the drive and I would say being young has helped. I've been able to make the mistakes in an environment that's lower risk. So mm -hmm. being able to have the janky hourly rented studio in a dangerous part of town when my technique was not so great and I was charging people less, like that worked out. Did mm -hmm. it work out great? I don't know, but I'm able to now at 25 offer a very high level product um, service and experience for people in a way that most photographers probably wouldn't be able to at my age. Mm. But you're still 10 years, you're a 10 year veteran too. So, you but know, I'm a 10 year veteran. That's right. But I, I like I, I was the same as you. My start was a bit different because I started in a business. So there was a bit, but I still started in a business and then I took a bit of a step back. So I ended up, um, kind of reversing a little bit in my career and then accelerating again. But I came mm -hmm. down and I had a studio that used to be a brothel. I didn't know that when I first rented it. <laughs> we used to get no. knocks on the door. Yes, no. it was at the back <gasps> of the car park. I had no idea. No, you did not, Paula. I did. I no, had no you idea. did not. Yes, it was about three months in no. and I got the first knock on the door and someone told me and then literally like I was in that space for about two years and it was, you know, I, I was so proud of it at the time. I was so impressed with myself for getting this space, but it was in a dodgy part of town. <laughs> oh, like, my gosh. I used to. What I could afford. I used to. In college, I had an apartment. I would take the regional rail 
I would, I would have a 40 pound uh, gear case with me. I would take the regional rail to center city. I would transfer to the subway. I would take the subway 45 minutes North to the scary part of town. And I would walk over a mile to the studio. I, I, I don't, <laughs> that was very dangerous. I'm glad I'm alive. I want to um, say, I, I used to do the same when we, I used to do weddings. So I like, you know, I was like 22, 23 going out and doing weddings yeah, and coming out yeah. of these venues that were in like the downtown of like Southwest Sydney. And they were yep. in, you know, all you had to park the car in this multi-story car park, but you were coming out at like 1230 at night or one in the morning after everybody else had left, you know, the whole guests leave and then you pack everything down and do all the bits. And then you walk into the camera to, to the car and be like, can I make it in one go? Cause I don't want to have to do this twice. Right. You mm-hmm. hear the bottle, yep. you know, you'd hear the bottle roll down behind you and you'd be like, yep. just keep walking, just keep walking. I'd be on my yep. phone, like talking to, yep. to no one. <laughs> Abs, abs, absolutely. It, for me, it was seeing the needles on the sidewalk that got me. Mm, I bad. like when I say I paid my dues, I mean like I paid my dues. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that experience because yeah. I've experienced a different side of it. I've experienced a lot of struggle and a lot of hustle to get where I'm at. And I'm just, I'm excited for the next level. I'm excited to continue to learn from you. I'm really excited for others to learn from you as well. I think you have so much to offer. I'm really grateful for being a part of the Breakthrough Program. I just think you're absolutely brilliant. Oh, you're a gem. Thank you. I'd like to just finish it up by, um, there's going to be a lot of people that are listening to this that are going to hear what we've just said, and it could be very scary. I definitely think there are ways to leapfrog the experiences that you and I had, don't you? Like, I don't think you need to start down there all the time that's just no. because you know I, and I think no. it was probably our inexperience our youth our you know stupidity I didn't listen to a lot of what of other people were saying mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. there was definitely ways like I look back now where I could have accelerated my journey do you feel the same too yes but no I've been so dedicated to the process I think it really took a lot of personal development to get to the place where my business could thrive it took me a really long time to be able to surrender myself in service of another. And that's really when my business started to take off. So it's, you know, it, it feeds itself. I think from a technical perspective, I definitely could have skipped a lot of the struggle. I wish I would have just invested in in in-person workshops with photographers and just contacted photographers. I admire directly, even if they aren't in the education sphere. Um, I think you have pretty much everything you need to know now online in terms of running a photography business, perhaps taking business courses in college would have been wise. Um, But I I look at my experience over the years and I wouldn't take any of it back. Every single moment that I've had has really informed the way that I approach my photo shoots, my acting technique. And how I see acting informs my photographic technique and how I see people and I understand how to work with people and where they're at and what makes them tick. So I wouldn't take that back. I wouldn't take back the dangerous studio um, because it 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 taught me what, like I have something better I could provide for people and how that the emotions play into my business, right? Efficiency, that kind of thing, the physical exertion required to even pull that kind of thing off. So I did eventually move into a nice studio in college. I shared the space and it changed my business. So would I take it back? No. Would I have taken some shortcuts? Yes. Uh-huh. That's what I'm getting to, the shortcuts. Yeah. 
Yes. I think similarly to my journey, and I know this when I first met you anyway, there was probably, you know, me sort of like trying to egg you on going, I know you can do more and we need to get more of you in this. And I think that was something that was beautiful for me to watch with you. So I kept, cause like, I remember the first phone call and we were like talking about, you know, both of us have a love for acting and drama and all of that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. then that the, the disconnect between what I was seeing on your website and who was turning up for me on the, on the calls, do you know, there was that, that difference. And yeah. I'm like, we need mm-hmm. to get more Mike in here. <laughs> I want to see more Mike. How many times yeah. did I say that to you? I want more of you. <laughs> Every time. I heard it for months, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, and then I did. And I have branding clients who come in and they say, your copy really spoke to me. Mm. And I want to work with you. Mm. It's not about the price. It's not even about the imagery. Although that's obviously a component. Mm. So it's really interesting. And for corporate, it's kind of a balance. They saw the work, they got the pricing, but they were hooked by the personality. Mm. So, yeah. And I think that is the wicked combination when your work that they see feels like the words that they read, where everything Mm -hmm. just meets together in the middle and everything feels like the experience of working with you. That's that delicious point. You know, I've gotten to a stage now where I won't touch my website because most of the phone calls go, when I landed on your site, I knew I was in the right place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But it did take me lots of years and lots of copywriting courses mm-hmm. to get to that place. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you hook. And that's how you hooked me. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't see working with anybody else. And I have to be honest, Paula. I, I spoke with some trusted people about this. Like, this is a financial risk for me. This is the biggest single investment I've ever made in my business. And I maintain that it was worth every penny. It was one of the wisest business decisions I've ever made. So I think you're right. I, I mean, you got me good. You got me <laughs> real good. And um, I, I think even your own website, just taking a look at that and your own marketing strategy and the campaign that got me, um, that's a masterclass in and of itself. <laughs> Good to note. I'm going to go back on that. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Well, it has been such, such, such a pleasure to connect with you again. I thank you for sharing um, openly and honestly. And um, I want to just give a quick shout out to you. Where can people find you so that we can make sure we direct the traffic to the right places? Thank you. You can find me at mikesdyerphotography.com. You can find me on Instagram at mikesdyerphotography as well. Don't we love that consistency in the marketing peoples? Oh, <laughs> Make it easy right. to find you. <laughs> that's right. I'm also going to link in the show notes and I'm sure you're going to have lots of photographers that are going to be like knocking on your door now. Isn't that funny when I'm the roles get I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Happy to answer any questions and happy to serve however I can. Great stuff. Thank so, you so much. When you're so salty, I'll still goodbye. We can take my lamb out. I'll put on a tight show.